Welcome to the Fiber Coven Podcast. We're so happy to be hanging out with each other, hanging out with you, talking about some yarny stuff and some witchy stuff. We'll kick it off with a little news. We are going to have a Discord hangout for patrons. Uh, that's going to be Friday, February 10th at 8 p.m. Eastern or 5 p.m. Pacific. Um, it'll go on for probably a couple hours. So if you can't make it, you know, you're on the West Coast like me, can't make it quite at five. That's fine. Come late. We'd love to hang out with you. It'll be like a little virtual knit night. Yeah. Do some crafting. Hooray. I might package some pins. We'll see. <laughs> Hooray. It's going to be so much fun. Mm -hmm. And then where are places that you will be in person and on the internet coming up, dear Emily? Um, well, I have a show in person this weekend. Uh, it is the World Oddities Expo in Pittsburgh on the 28th of January. And I will also have a virtual show, uh, which is the Darksome uh, Craft Love You to Death show. It's like vaguely Valentine's Day themed, I believe. And it is Friday, February 3rd through Sunday, February 5th. There is a coupon code. Uh, for free shipping on orders over $50 for that. Uh, it is Darksome Love is the coupon code. And then also, I will be doing a live drawing Instagram event at 3 p.m. on Friday, February 3rd as part of that. And that's like free, obviously. It's on Instagram Live. So come watch it if you want. I'll answer your questions and, and draw things. Th 3 p.m. Eastern? Yes, thank yes. you. And then drawing as... And Emily will be drawing things, not she will be drawing raffle prizes or anything, because that's where my brain went. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll draw with like a pencil, be it art. a digital pencil or a real pencil. I haven't decided yet. Watch Emily do art live on the internet. Hooray. Mm -hmm. That's so much fun. Fantastic. Well, oh, we forgot to introduce ourselves. Oh, oops. I'm Lauren from Valkyrie Fibers. And I'm, I'm Emily yarn. from Kitty with a Cupcake. I... <laughs> do arts and design knitting patterns yeah we both do lots of art most mm -hmm. of it yarn related but not all of it mm -hmm. <laughs> oh sweet i finished a thing and i want to show it to you <laughs> show it to me well it's 90 percent finished it's a pair of shorts for it's my pants. teenage nephew pants yes yeah so i don't what's not finished the drawstring. I'm working on the drawstring, but all my other ends are totally woven in. So I feel comfortable showing this as a finished object. This is the Stephen West sports pattern. And I did it in a one of a kind cream that I just dyed. And my second breakfast colorway, which is teal. I did it in DK weight. And I added an afterthought pocket that's big enough for a phone. I learned, well, we learned the hard way with the pair I made for Mr. Valkyrie that I'm going to take some sewing thread and actually sew the front of the pocket to the front of the shorts because every time uh, he, Mr. Valkyrie takes his phone out of his pocket, it the pocket prolapses. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm stoked. I got these done well in time for my nephew's birthday, which is at the end of February. He's a he's a strapping lad, quite tall. So these are these are the size of grown man shorts, and uh, I think it'll be fun. Yay! You're such mm -hmm. a good aunt. I'm such a good auntie with so much free time. 
<laughs> and then you're wearing your finished object. I am. I finished my blaster cardigan and I'm mis trimming this end, apparently. Oh, no, it's just part of the neps. It just looked like an end. But this is a DK weight cardigan that I knit in Hedgehog Fibers Tweety, um, which was super fun to work with. It's got all the little neon bits in it. Uh, I wouldn't super recommend this pattern. It fits nice, but there if there's some stuff that's, you know, missing in the pattern. You have to do some math that's annoying. I don't think you can buy it anymore anyway. So shrug. Um, but I did get these rainbow buttons to put on it. Uh they are the size buttons that were recommended in the pattern, but they are a little too small for the buttonholes, I would say. And mm -hmm. like even though the sweater fits really good and it like is the size it's supposed to be to be able to close and button, they pop off because they're just too big. But I wasn't intending to wear it buttoned ever anyway. I pretty much always wear cardigans like this open. So I'm not going to do mm -hmm. anything about that. The buttons just don't stay closed and I'm fine with that. Uh, I noticed when, oh, sorry, go ahead. I notice when I wear cardigans, I either, I never button all of them. I'll either button the ones like below the bust or just the top button. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that me. I, I don't know. I think if I move at all, they're just going to pop out because they're, I mean, look at how big the, the hole is for. Yeah, the hole does look, even from, you know, the internet yeah, does look I, dramatically bigger than the little buttons. But yeah, it did say like. Oh, there it goes. Yeah. So it's, and it's like the sweater fits exactly how it's supposed to be. It's not like it's pulling. It's just that button can't can't support that buttonhole but that's okay i'm gonna stand up so you can see the whole thing it's so cute yeah it's an oatmeal-y color with little flecks of tweety color and it's got a little lace pattern that looks like little darts emily's wearing it over a black base layer and a pink skirt and it looks super festive and cute it's really cute right it's super cute it very much fits your aesthetic i love it yeah i like it a lot um I think it's going to be really good to go with a lot of my outfits. My other cardigan that I have that I wear all the time is the Comfort Fade Cardi that you dyed a custom fade for me for. But that one goes with like a specific subset of my wardrobe. Like it looks really good with all of my black stuff, but it kind of clashes when I wear pink. So this one will be the one I wear when I wear pink. Also, too, that's a totally different length. This is a cropped cardigan. And it that's is. Like a yeah, that one. Length. I like to wear that one with like dresses mm -hmm. um, and like pants. But I wear so many high-waisted skirts. And that one, I don't really like how it looks with high-waisted skirts because of the just like the shape of the sweater. So this one will be good. Perfect. Yeah, it's all about adding, uh, adding pieces into the wardrobe that are unique. Mm-hmm. Yes, and I'm gonna get lots of gaps. Lots of good wear out of this one. I have to weigh awesome. my last ball of this yarn because I have like a not insignificant amount of this yarn left. So I might get another ball or another check in my stash for some sort of a DK that is really contrasty and maybe like do some fun color work with the remaining ball. That mm -hmm. could be festive. Yeah, you could make a matching headband or fingerless mitts, too. Fingerless mitts would be fun. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. What's the yes. sleeve length on that? It is three quarter three sleeves, nice. which I like because it shows these argyle tattoos that I have on my arms. Mm -hmm. um, I like that sleeve length for that 
purpose. But then my RVs do get a little cold sometimes if I'm wearing it in mm-hmm. the winter. Yeah. My RVs. <laughs> awesome. So what have you been working on? Well, I finished this. I had to do all the button sewing, which I mm-hmm. always think this is going to take me like 10 minutes, but that's not how long that takes. It, <laughs> it takes, takes longer long time. <laughs> so I did that. I worked a bit on this Muscleberg hat in the Welcome to Night Vale self-striping of yours. Mm-hmm. Um, you can see how far I got because I've got my little mushroom. Thing. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so... I think this is just my go-to vanilla project right now. It is good for that purpose. I will work on it a bunch at the show this weekend, I'm sure. And then my other project is Pretty Vanilla E2, which is my Northeasterly. Oh, yeah. We hadn't seen that one last week. Blanky, which I have mm-hmm. finished three. Oh, that's the back. I have finished three colors nice. so far. So I have the... Um, keep it secret or no this is uh forged in secret uh a wizard is never late and uh disturber of the peace and then I, i'm working on old toby here oh i love it a nice nice it is a nice green. marijuana color <laughs> yeah <laughs> so yeah i'm i'm enjoying how this is how this is looking i think it's gonna be a real fun it's gonna be such a fun epic blankie oh i did i let me show you my journal yes oh you redid it because it was bothering you yeah i haven't colored it yet i think i am gonna color in the my diagram of the blanket like a little uh checkbox yes i wrote down all of the names of the colors in the order they Mm -hmm. go in because she had posted Mm -hmm. it on instagram um and this is by uh lantern light yarns by the way the yarn i'm using for this but Mm -hmm. she has all the colors listed on the instagram they aren't numbered on the mini skeins and i'm nervous that like if that instagram post goes away or something then i'm gonna have to figure out what order they go in by movie quote so i wrote it down (laughs) nice (laughs) and then here's my redone diagram with the numbers in the right direction that the thing is actually being knit in and i am going to color start coloring them with colored pencils i think to show how far i am Mm -hmm. are you going to color them like the colorways yes i think you should Mm -hmm. i think it's so fun how the northeasternly pools when you have a variegated yarn yeah it's really fun i like how it makes like alternating like parallelograms Mm -hmm. basically yeah i i found that with mine and i think it's super fun it's gonna be this one was like this one didn't thematically do parallelograms it's like kind of all over Mm -hmm. the place which is fun but this the uh forged in secret perfectly did little alternating parallelograms it's really fun mm-hmm. you're making um, me miss that project yeah this is this has been my cozy little winter fun time uh i have the next two minis in my bag already to mm-hmm. work on so i think i am gonna bring this with me on my trip because it's still so small um mm-hmm. that it works well as a mini uh travel project still yeah I can show you my blankie now. I have been working on the heirloom temperature blanket. The pattern is by Soraya Hussain. I love it. It's mosaic crochet. This is my main squeeze. This is what I've been working on. I've been doing so a lot more of non-crafty, uh, non-yarn crafts lately, but this is my main yarny craft. 
you can see I've got a couple inches since last week. This is my little Soka marker. And it got cold. There's a lot more white you can see going on in here. Uh, it's super fun. I am loving this blanket. It is probably a good six to eight inches long it's now. It's going to mm -hmm. be huge. Oh, yeah. It's definitely going to be huge. It's, um, yeah. Yeah. It's great. I'm so excited. It makes me happy. The texture is so good. I'm I'm almost getting a little bored. Like it was really good to start out with a simple pattern. It's just got these diagonal lines of double crochets. Um, and it's really good to start out with a simple one if you're new to crochet like I am and just learning how to read a crochet pattern, but I'm kind of getting bored of it. And I'm ready for February's uh, pattern, which is going to be different. Oh, yeah. I forgot that it's different. Yeah. Every month is a different pattern. Cool. So, so yeah, I'm excited. And uh, this is this has been my main project. I did work a little bit on my vanilla hat, but it doesn't look any different. So I'm not going to bother showing it. Legit. Um, did, did you work on anything else? No, I'm feeling like I. So I'm like almost. I'm like getting pretty close on this hat. I'm probably going to finish it on the trip because mm -hmm. it's going to be my car knitting. So I'm like flailing around in the way that I do, wanting another like vanilla e project but still being a weirdo and like maybe not wanting to work on socks. <laughs> I don't know what's wrong. Why with don't, me. why don't you just cake up the next two minis for your Northeasterly blanket and work on that in the car? I'm going to, but I'm a little bit, so I, I'm really sensitive to motion and I, mm. keep, I'm nervous that the amount of like the chevron shaping that you have to down. do every row is going to be too much looking down for me in the car it will be good for the show mm -hmm. i'll be able to work on it at mm -hmm. the show but i think it's going to specifically be a little bit like i i can only do straight but not in the car mm -hmm. it's bad but i did i grabbed this teal torch yes mini skein set that's been in my stash for a bit and it's the um guilty pleasures mini skein set and they're all named after really fun dumb like 90s early 2000s songs um like teenage dream uh dancing with a stranger uh there's there's a bunch of them but they're fun like super bright neon colors mm -hmm. and i think that this would go like look how nice it goes with my sweater i think that this would mm -hmm. go with a lot of outfits that I wear to shows and stuff but mm -hmm. I don't I don't know what to do with it it's like it's nine mm -hmm. yeah it's nine regular 20 21 gram mini skeins so it's mm -hmm. a almost like a two skein shawl mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. amount right so I didn't know if I should just like I guess here's here's my dilemma with my knitting lately. I'm working really hard on this painting for an art show. And that's like all of my like intensive brain crafting time is kind of going to that right now. And it gives me like mm -hmm. weird guilt about like not working on like knitting pattern designs or something. If that makes sense. So I feel like I mm -hmm. should design something, but I like don't want to design something intense and I kind of just want to do like a garter skein, like a garter stitch, like fade, but that seems boring. So that's my dilemma. Well, you shouldn't feel you should make what you want to make out of the things that you want to make them out of. Yeah. I don't, I don't think know. you should feel weird <laughs> about that. You're yeah. what? 
if you feel guilty about that, you can just whip out your little clue to sample. It's true, which I haven't worked on at all. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you do have a design on the needles. You just don't want to do it. I know, but I feel bad. About it. <laughs> you shouldn't feel bad about it. I don't know. <laughs> um, you're doing so much stuff. You said you're having wholesale orders that crazy, and you're working on a piece for an art show. Mm-hmm. Don't you should just do what you want. If you want a garter stitch fade out of these minis, do. If the angel is speaking to you out of the marble, you must set it free. <laughs> if yeah. these mini skeins are telling you they want to be they you they want their colors to be shown off with a simple pattern, mm-hmm. you must do that. That's fair. That's fair. Do you think I should do? I'm debating if I want a crescent shawl. I was thinking boomerang, but I don't mm-hmm. think I don't think I'll like that because like the ends like the colors will be like so separated from each other you know Mm -hmm. because of how the math of those shawls work so i was thinking crescent or like the triangle shawl that gets wider on the edges so it's like a shallower triangle like a winged Mm. triangle Hmm. thoughts i don't know if it were me shake them at you <laughs> if it were you it's what so I don't know what I'd do with them I'd probably just do something I'd do something even simpler like you could also just make a striped muscleberg hat yeah or like a striped I'd make a striped vanilla hat with it or something I'm probably not going to do a hat I think a nice a little shawl would be nice mm-hmm mm-hmm it would bother me like the state well with any shawl you have this changing stitch count issue i might do like a rectangular one to avoid that so that they would all be relatively similar in visual length Mm -hmm. of knitting yeah i think it's like not the most even fade in the world like i feel Mm -hmm. like there's more in the middle Mm -hmm. yeah it definitely seems to favor kind of cooler cooler, i don't know colors maybe i don't know yeah i don't know if it's enough yardage to do a rectangular Mm -hmm. thing Mm -hmm. so i don't know i don't think it will bother me because it's like like speckly and it's not gonna be like a perfect like Mm -hmm. block looking fade anyway Mm -hmm. yeah so i guess i just need to decide what's going by my face parts yeah Mm -hmm. It's fun. I look forward to seeing what you make out of those. Maybe I'll just hold them like a bouquet and walk around. You should. You should. Friend, I acquired so many things. Show me. So I have a design that I'm probably going to cast on this weekend, and I needed more yarn. So I had to pick up more of some stuff that I got at Ryan Beck, and that finally came in the mail. This is Prado de Lana. And this is their fingering weight Romney two-ply fingering. It's called La Hermandad. And it's it a little sheepy names. It's Addie, Abigail, and Brigitte. Oh. And I got, and it's a natural oatmeal-y colored. And this is going to be a poncho that I'm very excited about with a hood. It's going to be massive. Um, so I got three more skeins of this to go with my pile of yarn. You'll hear all about it at some point later. But that mm-hmm. is not now. But it is not this day. 
And then I got, I got so much stuff, friend. I got in the mail, I got some little project bags. I think there's three or four project bag liners. And because I learned how to pick up crochet on a zipper, I'm going to use my little fingering weight yarn scraps to crochet over these and make little project bags for probably for some sort of like good cause. Mm-hmm. Um, and my friend did a really nice job um, that because there's going to be crochet over the outside. She made it look really nice on the inside. So the finished lines are on the inside and the outside uh, unfinished edges are all going to be covered up by the crochet. She used some really nice zippers. Yeah. Yeah. I have smart friends, smart <laughs> and talented. Yeah, I know. And my friend, um, <laughs> I can't believe she did this for me because she's uh, real pregnant now. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I'm impressed that she did all this and got it out to me while she's busy cooking a bun in her top. <laughs> and then I also got some fun colored zippers of my own because I want to use the scraps Ooh. of my possum fabrics. I don't want it to go to waste and I'm going to make some notions bags sometime. So yeah. I got some zippered, some fun colored zippers. I got an assortment of long zippers. So I could make something that's a project bag or no, sh- like a pencil case size. Right. I haven't decided. Well, I mean, I guess I'll let my fabric decide whether it's going to be like a small project bag or more like a pencil case, but I wanted something that was uh, zippers that were long enough for, for pencils to go in. Mm-hmm. That's my, I like my the preferred fun colors. sort. Yeah. Yeah. I got a rainbow assortment and I also got some little bitty ones because I'm going to try and make some little triangle ones out of smaller fabric scraps. Nice. So lots of project bags in my future. Uh, And then I also took a trip to see family down in the Bay Area. And there was a bead store right up the street from where my relatives live. And (laughs) I got a beading loom. Yeah. So this is the Rick's bead loom. Uh, It's a different style and then a basic one. The nice proprietress of the bead shop upsold me real good it's really nice because it has less ends to weave in uh i don't know i don't know anything i have made one little bracelet yesterday and it was so much fun Mm -hmm. i can't wait to make more bracelets i think what i want to do is make little bracelets and necklace that are just like little geometric designs trying real hard to stay away from culturally appropriative ones that are like native or like traditional native designs, just going to do little geometric ones mm-hmm. or stripes that are like subtle pride colors. Cute. And of course, because it's me, I'm going to make some that say horrible things on them because it's me. Mm-hmm. And I can't not. And I got a bunch of beads. Yeah. I got all the things you need. I just got all sorts of colors of beads. Ooh. I went with some bright colors. I like them. Yeah. Look at those. Yeah. I want to make little rainbows. You went all like 90s with it. Yeah, I did. Lots of rainbow colors. Fun. Lots of seed beads. Shake them. Yep. Yep. And of course, I got like some needles and some thread. But for my first practice ones, I'm just using thread. So I'm going to make a lot more noise as I put my beats back into my paper bag. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's so much. I just feel like a little bead gremlin. I'm going to try and make a little rainbow stripe one later today. Beads contained. What size did you get? 11. Cool. 
And this is my first little bracelet that I made yesterday to test it out. Yeah. Were you just doing random? Yeah, I had, I, my, I did do some like regular beading, not bead looming. So I did have some in my stash and this was one of those like kind of little jars that was a mix of things, but I picked the seed beads out of the mix and it's this kind of corally colored mix. And I put some little findings on the ends and I made myself a functional bracelet. I'm, I'm so very proud impressed of me. with your finishing on the ends. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I just made some little loops with the beads and I put a little lobster claw and a jump ring on it. Just simple, like it's five beads across, which is not too big. And I have little child sized wrists, so it's pretty small. And I'm going to keep playing with this and uh, maybe I'll make some pride flag like subtle pride bracelets. That sounds super Maybe cute. I'll make ones that have little Antifa slogans on them. You never know. Mm-hmm. You never know. <laughs> that's that's what I've been into. Well, I'm very impressed with you learning a new craft. Yeah. I had so much fun. Sweet. Did you get anything? Just these buttons. Just the rainbow buttons. That's fun. Shall we jump into a cult corner for this week? Sure. This is an interesting one. Why don't you kick us off, Emily? I thought that we could talk about manifesting. Uh, yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, manifesting is pretty popular in the witchcraft neo-pagan space. It gets talked mm-hmm. about a lot, so I thought we could talk about it. First off, what is manifesting? The I. The idea of manifesting that we're talking about is basically like thinking your way into things you want or attracting good things to yourself by thinking positively. Mm -hmm. Uh, And it came into pop culture at large and was like extremely popularized uh, when the book The Secret by Rhonda Byrne uh, was published in 2006. And that book is based on the pseudoscience law of attraction which again Mm -hmm. it's pseudoscience because it's not real and it claims that thoughts can like directly affect a person's life and change a person's life like in a very direct way like without doing anything else you're just thinking and then things happen to you is kind of the idea of that book i haven't read it i've just heard it discussed in various podcasts and things that i have listened to the book borrows a lot from theosophy Oh, no. Yes, which, of course, uh, notable <laughs> racist Helena Blavatsky was involved in. <laughs> um, and the and, whole Waldorf School Rudolf Steiner stuff is theosophy as well. Yeah. And this book, The Secret, was extremely popular. Um, the author made an appearance on Oprah. The book has sold over 30 million copies. Um, Oprah's got a pretty strong track record of promoting people that turn out to be less than ideal yeah she i guess really oprah just like isn't super discerning in who she promotes so like Mm -hmm. it really runs the spectrum of like people doing some good stuff and people doing some maybe questionable stuff yeah but lots of smart people have disproven or rejected the various false claims in this book there's some stuff about quantum physics in this book it's like trying to say that the law of attraction is real and that has been like super disproven by like actual scientists. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> manifesting gets lots of, uh, I think, well-deserved flack for uh, being 
kind of crackpot e because mm-hmm. of this book and other things yeah it- I, I the main picture that pops up when you look up the secret and its author is a white woman wearing a bindi so it's just like ooh, mm-hmm. maybe we're gonna look at this with a critical eye yeah and just like the idea of thinking good things to yourself is kind of self-absorbed and entitled right like mm-hmm. it's a good way for white people to explain why their lives are easier than everyone else's because they are just like mm-hmm. thinking thinking the stuff and that's why i i have a better job than you etc cetera, etc cetera. Mm-hmm. yeah yeah uh i follow rachel cargill on um and she she's a bookstore owner and academic and she just every now and then she'll post like maybe you manifested it maybe it's white privilege mm-hmm. <laughs> which is true but like positive thinking can help you though like thinking positively like will give you a placebo effect and that's great like if you're like they've done I mean, obviously I'm not, I don't have notes for it, but I feel like I've seen that there were studies done where like, if you are someone that believes in prayer and you have like pray for your recovery, or you have friends that are praying for like your recovery from, you know, standard procedure, you will heal faster. Or like, if you're a not religious person, um, if you do like visualization techniques of like visualizing your blood cells as little workers going to like the site of your, your injury and repairing it like so a positive thought uh can lead to for example faster recovery times from standard procedures Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah um but positive thought is like part of manifesting but right and and like i think that's a good part of it but just like the the concept of like i want a new car so i'm gonna get a new car is like a little bit not a thing (laughs) yeah it's a little bit silly yeah um so while we're talking about this if a friend or a rando on the internet or any human you interact with is like having a real problem with something like say they're having a hard time like finding a job please don't suggest manifesting as a solution that's ridiculous um outside Mm -hmm. circumstances like affect our lives and like society Mm -hmm. at large has different difficulty levels for different people from different socioeconomical racial backgrounds uh so suggesting that someone's like lack of satisfaction with their life is purely because of their internal thoughts is like ignorant and hurtful so Mm -hmm. i just yeah (laughs) we're talking about manifesting because again i think i think that there is part of it that can be good but i just want to don't don't suggest that as like an actual thing that someone can do to some of the yeah obviously you can suggest (laughs) like helpful techniques to a friend but don't suggest to anybody that it's their fault they have yes thank you that they have a negative thing in their life that they have struggles Mm -hmm. because a lot of these things yeah just just as long as we stay away from blaming people's bad circumstances on them not manifesting hard enough or them being negative or being stuck in a victim mindset that is something that uh, that that people who i don't like say a lot (laughs) (laughs) yeah um but i guess something that i think that can be useful about manifesting so the actual the dictionary definitions of 
the word manifesting like just that word outside of this like the secret kind of concept is a display or show a quality or feeling by one's acts or appearance so like a lot of it is used like medically sometimes like this person is like manifesting a you know a broken femur or whatever like it's a way of saying Mm -hmm. that it's like being presented to them Mm -hmm. and I think that that is the real way that we should talk about manifesting in witchcraft because it's I think that a lot of times we like ah we like want things that are vague right like Mm -hmm. we're like I want a better job Mm -hmm. and that's vague what do you want your job like how do you want it to be better what do you dislike about your current job do you dislike mm-hmm. having to go to an office every day do you dislike your coworkers? are your daily tasks too repetitive for you is your job okay but it's just like not paying you enough to make ends meet like those are all really different questions that could cause you to want a better job so i think that being really specific and thinking about what you want to change about your situation like in any situation and like being mindful and like journaling uh and just like really knowing what your goals are is useful and Mm -hmm. you can if you think about that and you think okay well I want a better job because I don't want to go to an office every day that's like my main goal and you like pick something specific then you can kind of like figure out a tangible way to change that for yourself Mm -hmm. and that's going to involve like doing a lot of research right you're going to have to go out and research a bunch of different jobs and you're going to have to uh, apply to those jobs and you're going to have to do the interviews and stuff and that's all like a ton of work right that's not just like manifesting that's not just like thinking something into existence and because it's a ton of work some people like just don't have the bandwidth, the time uh, to be able to do that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. like to be able to it. You can't you can't always change your situation. Sometimes it's very, very hard to change your situation. Mm-hmm. And I think we just need to acknowledge that when we're talking yeah. about this. Um, if you're worried about paying the rent, getting the car fixed and getting dinner on the table, you don't have time to make a vision board to journal to do all these affirmations yeah yeah but doing like having that really clear goal and then doing really clear things to achieve that really clear goal like the the vision board part of that can help you achieve that and the like being really specific about what you want and affirming what you want can be a good way to like remind yourself like why you're doing this extra work and like why you're keeping going and I think that that is like the constructive like useful aspect of manifesting that is good yeah Mm -hmm. I did see something that I really liked I was like I was thinking about it when you brought this topic up and I'm like what's the difference between intention setting and manifesting yeah Uh, and I looked that up and somebody randomly on the internet said intention setting is like planting a seed Mm-hmm. and manifesting is like tending the garden and like the thing at the end is like the produce yeah that's but a good when analogy. you think about it that way like tending a garden is effort it's tasks it's doing things it's mm-hmm. action 
And I think that any sort of spiritual practice, be it with a traditional faith group or with something a little more um, like user determined, like modern new agey stuff, anybody that's telling you you're going to get something for no effort or without putting anything in is a scammer. Mm-hmm. You know, that's not the way that this world works. You need to do things. And it's it's great if you have the time and space for it to, to like you said, uh, like kind of do some like self introspection interrogation around your goals. Like, what is it that you want for your ideal life? What is it about the circumstances now that you don't like? Maybe that there are some things that you can change to get you closer to where you want to be. It's, it's always good to journal all that good stuff. Yeah. And I think it's also like, it's easy to like want things and to want to change aspects of your life and to just like continue on the hamster wheel of capitalism without like doing additional things to try and change that right because we just have like we have so much like executive function to be dealing with during the day and just like so many things going on we're like keeping ourselves alive we're keeping our pets alive we're keeping tiny humans alive we're keeping our house clean and all of this stuff and Mm -hmm. so it can be easy to just keep doing that and like not remember like a goal that you're working towards so i think that manifesting can be useful in like kind of repeating the goal that you want to yourself to internalize that and remind yourself like oh i do need to do this extra thing today to work towards that goal that i want Mm -hmm. Mm yeah 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 um I'm perpetually a cynic, so I kind of had some like real psychology things to like. I would look love out to for. hear about real psychology things. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and keep in mind, like, not a psychologist. These are just like parts of like established things. Um, so, like, while a lot of these manifestation practices can be really helpful if you have the time and space for it, something to look out for is is like a lot of them have like these like numerology things or like if you're looking for signs human brains are designed to recognize patterns like if it's like a new car that you want like in your dream car is x model you're going to see every x model out on the street because you're looking for it human brains absolutely love to recognize patterns so maybe it's not a sign maybe you're just looking really hard maybe you're noticing it more um Another thing to look out for is confirmation bias, which is, that's a real thing. Like we all, we all absorb information that confirms what we want to believe around, around the world, be it positive or negative. And we reject things that don't, that challenge our belief structures. So that's something to be on the lookout for. We already talked about victim blaming. Um, Yes. Somebody doesn't have a disease or a, a calamity or you know somebody doesn't get in a car wreck because they didn't manifest hard enough so it's important to not to not blame people for bad circumstances and another thing is that uh while a lot of introspection can be good the idea that like you can fix everything yourself with your own positive thinking is very individualist and it's important to keep that balanced out with mutual aid and community um and to keep an eye on the larger problems that we can help everybody yeah Yeah, that's that's what i got i like it yeah so if some of the manifesting techniques 
seem appealing to you and you want to have a vision board for a goal or interrogate your goals and like work towards positive thinking, that's super awesome. And like, we'd love to hear y'all's thoughts on if any of these practices work for you. Do you have any manifesting practices? Do you do anything in your journal that's kind of in this realm? I definitely do kind of try and do like introspection on my goals. And in the mornings when I stir my my coffee or tea, I do it clockwise or counterclockwise, thinking about things I want to either bring in or banish from my day. Um, but they tend to be simpler things. Mm-hmm, same. More, I do that same practice. More like moods. I, I personally in my life, I don't, I don't find it productive to, to ask the universe for specific things like money. I would, I, I would ask for like, uh, more like comfort. Like I don't want to be lacking anything like Mm-hmm. Um, and just like when I stir my coffee, I'll be like, oh, this coffee is sweet and balanced and will give me energy. So those are things like I'd like for my day to be full of sweetness and balance and energy. Mm-hmm. Just, I keep it simple. Yeah. What, legit. Ab- what about you? Um, I, I have like some affirmation-y kind of like things in my bullet journal that are Uh, like therapist recommended (laughs) like Mm -hmm. I some Mm -hmm. like I worked really hard to become a full-time artist for many many years so like my brain Mm -hmm. is still kind of like not fully like understanding that that's what I'm doing sometimes (laughs) so I have Mm -hmm. like an I am a full-time artist page in my bullet journal that I just like write down one thing from that day that was like oh I feel I like this like really affirms that I'm like artisting around here um which is kind of like in this realm like yes I have already like quote unquote like achieved the goal of being a full-time artist but it's still like a process I'm still having to work really hard to do that so like affirming even that is still part of it <laughs> even if your garden is making fruit it still must be tended yeah yeah um yeah and I do write down like yearly goals every year um mm-hmm. and again I don't think of that as a, the universe is going to bring me these things kind of way. It's more of a, like, this is what I'm trying to do. And I'm going to remember to try and do these things throughout the year. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I can really see how this one might, how manifesting might apply to like relationships as well. Like Mm -hmm. if you want to manifest like good friendships or something, like you'll be on the look out for people who who might be a compatible match and like obviously you can't control other people mm-hmm. um but it might be a good thing to help kind of prime your mind to look out for people who who might be good to either like form relationship with or strengthen relationship with could be nice yeah totally yeah just helps you like be aware to all the opportunities that are out there yeah and it, that could be like professional too like if you're thinking about mm-hmm. like oh, I'm looking for like someone to collaborate with or I'm looking for like a shop to have an event and then your brain could be like primed to look for those kind of things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a super cool discussion. Yay. I like it. I love chatting with you. It makes me happy. Sweet. So that's most of what we got for this week. And, and did you have any final thoughts? Nope. Great. So we can do a little promo and be on our way. So um, 
I will be bringing back the Moon Club minis in early February, so keep your eye open for that. No exact date. I've got half of them died. going to die up the second half. And that is a different color based off of the Farmer's Almanac moon name. So we did, there's a whole pattern that Emily designed to go with it. It's rad. Those will be back in my shop in early February. They're pretty and What colors. about you? Mm-hmm. Um, I have a B-grade sale happening at some point in the near future. <laughs> early february yeah sure <laughs> uh and then i have that virtual show happening also in early february so yes what what's happening over there oh my dear sweet partner coughed in the background okay. <laughs> it was very loud in my head he just waved <laughs> yes yes and then don't forget we'll be also having that discord hangout for patrons that will be on friday February 10th at 8 p.m. Eastern or 5 p.m. Pacific. Yeah. Come hang out with us. Yeah. So if you're looking to find us anywhere around the internet, please just head to fibercoven.com. That'll have links to my yarn, Emily's patterns and merch, and to our Patreon where you can get on in on that rad Discord uh, show notes for what you just heard. We'd love to have you hang out with us anywhere on the internet. So once again, fibercoven.com for all those needs. And until next week, Coven, keep making yarn magic. Bye. <laughs>